0: 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1. I'm glad you're laughing this morning. The Bible says, A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord. The creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. Check this story out. So Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? And then he asked her another question. Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. And then he said, go borrow vessels. Everybody say vessels. From everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Say empty vessels. All right, there's a specific specification on what he said, get empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. In other words, get a bunch. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons, then pour it into all those vessels and set aside the full ones. Verse 5, so she, she went with him, shut the door behind her and her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured it out. Now it came to pass that when the vessels were full, that she said to her son, Bring me another vessel. And he said to her, There is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. Verse 7. Then she came to the man of God and said, he, uh, said unto him, he, or he said unto her, Go sell the oil and pay your debt, and you and your sons live on the rest. I want to pull from my subject today out of verse 6. Bring me another vessel. Today we're going to talk about bring me a vessel. That'll be our subject. Father, we love you. We thank you for your word. We thank you that you've equipped us. You've called us for a purpose and a plan. We're available. Now speak in a way only you can speak. In Jesus' name. Everybody say it. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. So, we have a story here uh, that I think some of us can, many of us, if we we look at it from a few different perspectives, we can all relate. Uh, I like to be able to relate to people. I love people. How I many? I'm not going to have you raise your hand. Most, some of you might not raise your hand. I love people, and uh, people can be finical sometimes. They 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 can be up and down. They can be in and out, but God's given me a grace for people. Probably because I needed a lot of grace in my life too. And uh, uh, this young lady, she's a widower. She's lost her husband. I want you to understand. They went to church. Uh, they they were doing all the right things. Matter of fact, he was in the school of the prophets. He was a preacher. He was a man of God. And sometimes, whenever we're doing the right things and getting wrong results, we tend to blame. The wrong person, I mean he's ever been there, and, and we get mad at the church, we get mad at the pastor, we get mad at the the uh, the, the, the laity we get we get mad at the dog, we're kicking the cat and we, we're mad at everybody because we're doing everything right, but, but what do you do when you're doing the right thing, getting the wrong results? This lady was seemed to be doing right, living right. Her husband dies, he left her in some debt, and uh, that's a whole nother story. We'll talk about that later. But in our series about vessels, it's interesting how you can correlate vessels when it comes to our personal lives. First of all, I want you to recognize, not only did she leave her hus- lose her husband to death, but she also uh, had creditors knocking on her door. And some of you might can, uh, uh, have, comp- uh, how you say, passion here. Maybe you've had a creditor calling you. or I don't know if they knock on your doors or not. If they are, you're in big trouble. But they're knocking on the door. And they're coming after, not her, they're coming after her sons. They got, she's got two sons. And they want to enslave them in order to pay back uh, the debt that the husband had. I know some of you would volunteer your sons or your, some of your kids and just say, take my kids. go." <laughs> but in this day, they could actually come take your kids and work off what was actually owed. A couple of things I want to talk to you about. First of all, uh, we need to know what it takes for us to be a vessel But also recognize that when faith gets weak in times of struggle, when our faith gets questions and we start questioning what we believe, if you've ever been at the bottom of the barrel or you've ever really faced a test and a trial, sometimes your faith gets put on trial. Sometimes Satan really is out to steal your faith. I'll tell you why. Because Scripture tells us in Hebrews 11 and 6 that without faith, it's impossible to please God. Now, it's either true or it's false. I choose to believe it's true. The only way you're going to please God is you've got to have faith in him and in his word. It's important that you recognize Satan is after one thing. He's after your faith. If he can get you to stop believing in God's word and believing in his promises and believing in his faithfulness in your life, and that he'll never leave you and he'll never forsake you, he'll be there until the ends of the earth. If, if he can get you convinced that God's a failure and he's, he's against you and he's not for you, he's already started uh, the, uh, the, the process of defeat in your life. So if there's one thing you want to guard, somebody say, guard your faith. In our text today, as this lady, her husband's died, the debt, the creditor, creditors come, he's ready to take the, the children. But in order for us to recognize uh, how we can relate to her on a personal level today before you leave this place, I want you to look at some of the questions that was asked. Verse 2, when she came to the prophet and gives her spiel, gives her story, like all of us have, he asked her a question. Number one, what do you Want. If you're taking notes, write it down What do you want? I'm asking you this question What is it that you want God to do in your life? Personally How many of you have ever, ever heard of, or seen on a movie A genie in a bottle? i Have seen that? I was watching a movie the other day I forget what it was called Aladdin Okay, that's one That wasn't it though Huh? I dream a genie You're taking it way back now Where's my kids at? We was watching a movie. What was it called? No, it wasn't Aladdin. Now, no, okay, we'll talk about it later. But anyway, this guy, oh, maybe it was Aladdin. Yeah, yeah. it was the modern day Aladdin. I was thinking a cartoon. Okay, it was Aladdin. And this guy found this vessel. And, you know, you rub on the vessel and this he comes out and you get three wishes. How many is glad you don't just get three things, three wishes when it comes to God? See, there, there's always a limitation to the natural, but when it comes to the supernatural, there's no limitations whenever you can trust and believe God. I don't know why I told you that story. I just thought of that genie coming out of the bottle. Sometimes in the natural, though, we think it, it's kind of like rubbing. Well, if I rub it just right, I'm gonna get what I want. That's not necessarily the case. Sometimes you can be doing the right thing and getting wrong results, but It's in preparation of what God's wanting to do in your life. So when you don't get what you're expecting, it just means God's still working some things out in you and in me. He says, what do you want? Now this speaks of, if you got a note, what do you want? Uh, Put to the right side, put vision. This is really speaking of vision. If you want purpose and destiny to be fulfilled, you must have vision for it and then begin to speak it over your family, over your children, watch, over your marriage. What is your vision? Somebody said, What is that What vision? What do you mean? You've got to learn how to see where you want to go, see how you want to have breakthrough, see how you want to stop doing this and start doing that. How many of you believes we could all get better? Scripture says this in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2. It says it just like this Write the vision, make it plain on tablets or paper so that he. ...who reads it may run with it. He wants you to be able to let... You, your vision be so clear. Men, for your wives and for your children, for your home... It should be so clear, we're going to put God first, we're going to, we're going to seek God, we're going to honor the Lord, we're going, to, we're going to serve the kingdom, we're going to be humble, we're going to read our word, we're going to pray. You've got to have some things put in place in order to go the direction that you want to go. Look, if you ain't praying, you ain't reading your word, if, if you're not going to church, if you're not hanging out with some good Christian people, some some people that's going to make you better, how many of those, you're probably not going to, if, if that's what you want, but you're not doing it, you're probably not going to. Go in that, that direction. It, it, it takes people. It takes help. It takes encouragement. That's why we come to church. We didn't come to this building just to look pretty. You didn't, I know you got fixed up and, and you did your hair and makeup and you brushed your teeth today. But listen, it's way more than that. Church is not about you. Oh, somebody just got mad at me. It's not about you. We were just singing who it was about. Somebody say that name. It's about Jesus. And the moment we forget that, we might as well just lock the doors, turn the lights out, and go home. This is about the kingdom. And as we lift him up, the Bible says if, you, if we lift him up, he will draw all men unto me. That's what he says. Look at this, the empty seat next to you and say, we got some people that need to be sitting in here. Yeah, and what that means is we got to do some more lifting up we got to lift him up. we got to focus our attention on him. Get focus off of ourselves. What do you want? I want the kingdom to come and I want his will to be done in my life. That's one of the greatest visions that you could have. Proverbs 29 and 16 says it like this, where there is no vision. Watch it. People die. <laughs> one version says. Perish. you got to have vision. Young people, you need vision for your life. You want to go to college? Write it down. Right, you want to go to Vail or, or, or go to Yale. Yeah, Vail, Yale. Just don't go to hell. Go ahead, just make sure you go one of those other places. Right down you want to go to Kentucky, go to Baylor, go to Texas. Where, where, Texas is the place to be. Come on, somebody. Cincinnati, look out. Wherever you want to go, write it down. You want to be a doctor, a lawyer. You want to be a, uh, I don't know, anything you want to be, do it. Be it. Be a coach. Be a teacher. Have vision for your life. Don't just be that person just wants to get by just to get by. No. That's right vision. Husbands, be a leader. Teach your children to want more in life. Don't just get by to have a little pie in the sky. You can have a little pie right here. Let's enjoy life. Let's have vision. Let's see souls saved. Let's build this house. Let's not stay here. Let's go get our own building. Come on, somebody. We've got to make preparation so that we're not limited for God's kingdom to advance. What vision does, it gets people excited. They have, a, they have something to work towards. Okay? They have something to, to seek for. He said, what do you want? And out of the same breath, he says, he makes this statement. What do you have? Now, this is a question of resource, right there, resource. What's available to you? Many times it's easy to have faith based off of our resources, but God wants our vision before he brings provision. That's what makes us have faith. Somebody said, well, I got faith for $100 because you got $100 in your pocket. Have faith for the $100 before you get the $100. Say, I speak. I'm going to give somebody $100. Have faith for it. That's vision. Now, God's going to honor your faith. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So your faith grows by hearing God's word. What is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. I hope I got $100 to give when it's time to give. Hope for it. Speak it. And then declare it. And then believe God's going to provide it. He's going to give you the resource. What do you have. Use what you got. All right. Old timers used to say, "If you don't use what you got, you're going to lose what you got." It's important we learn how to use it. If you're a singer, if you're a musician, if if you're uh, a, a, I don't know, you can serve. You love people. You love kids. Uh, anywhere you know you you like media. You want to be. This is where growth track comes in. This is where you get plugged in. This is how you get connected. You got to start speaking. If you're not a singer. Well, praise God, don't be a singer. Be a musician. If you're not a musician, get back there with them kids. Do something. What do you want? What do you have? Okay, God will provide for you. He will give you what you need, but you got to step out by faith. Don't just be limited based off of what you have in hand. Recognize that what God's, whenever you release what's in your hand, God will release physically, spiritually, and mentally anything you need if you'll release everything you've got to Him. It's not just money. It's your faith in Him. It's your trust in Him. It's your time. It's your talent. Come on. It's your ability to simply say, you know what? Not by might nor by power, but by His Spirit, saith the Lord. The Bible says this in Romans 10 and 8. The word is near you. Watch. Where is it near? In your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. What's that mean? It means if, if you speak the word in your life, I'm healed in Jesus' name. I'm delivered in Jesus' name. I forgive my, this one and that one. Start speaking it, and you, you, your words can bring life to your family, to your marriage, to your sons, and to your daughters. Somebody say amen. He says, what do you have? And she gives an answer. She says, well, I don't have nothing, but nothing But what do you do with a nothing but? Nothing but. Don't get caught up on your nothing but. Let me say it like that. Stop getting caught up on what you don't have. And recognize that what you do have is enough for God to do something supernatural in your life. If you ever allow God's super to get on your natural, you'll see things completely turn around in your life. It's not a natural. You're not a natural person. You're peculiar. Actually, the Bible teaches. You are a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation. You are, you've been called out of darkness and placed in his marvelous light. You are not limited based off this world system. You are a kingdom kid. you got to recognize you're a kingdom child of the, of, the, of the king of kings and lord of lords. And you're not limited... Based off of the world's system. Say, take the limits off. I'll say it like you mean to Say, take the limits off. No more limits. There must be oil. She said, I have nothing but, watch, a little oil in a vessel, in a jar. The creditor is there to take the children. He's knocking on the door, the windows. He's looking. He's like, I want your children. Your husband owed me money. It's time to pay the piper. Here's this is important. Write this down. We must have oil in our house. I want you to understand something. The only thing that stood between the creditors and the next generation was the oil. Oil in the scriptures is always a type and a shadow of the Holy Spirit, Jesus, anointing, power. Okay. You must have the anointing of the Holy Spirit flowing through your life on a consistent basis. You won't make it without having the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the oil flowing in your vessel. You're a vessel. No, you're not. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are a vessel of God, and you must have a flow, a constant flow of the Holy Spirit through prayer. Through purification, through repentance. I know that's a that's a four-letter word nowadays. I don't care if if, if you've been saved 25 years, we all need to stay humble and repentive on a consistent basis. Jesus taught that even on how to pray to the disciples. He taught them: forgive us as we learn to forgive those who have done us wrong, right? So you got to have a repentant heart. David was a man after God's own heart, not because he was perfect, but because he knew how to repent. Okay? We're trying to be perfect. You can't be good enough. Might as well stop trying recognize Jesus was good enough, is good enough, and he's praying for you that you recognize what he did on the cross was good enough for you to live today and be an overcomer. Everything that you face, he's already conquered it. You just got to start walking in it. You just got to start believing. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. You got to start believing you're a vessel of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Come on, put your hands together and give him praise that there's greatness in you. Let the oil, let the anointing flow in your life. The anointing always causes breaking. It's always going to cause humbleness. It's always going to cause you to die and him to live. John the Baptist said this like this, I must decrease and he must increase. Listen, if you're not dying to self on a consistent basis, you're not going to overcome sin. You won't overcome temptation. It's a consistency of recognizing I've got to die. Not physically, spiritually, your flesh has to stay out of the way. The creditors represent Satan, represents the enemy. The creditor wants to steal this next generation. If you're 19 and under, stand up real quick. Move, hurry. It's my time. Look at these young people. My God, we got a full-blown youth group right here. Where y'all been? Come on, give God praise for these young people. Woo! I didn't know we had so many. You young people, Satan is after you. He wants to destroy you. He wants your purity. Ladies, boys, he wants you to give it up. He wants you to connect to other friends that don't pray, don't read, don't go to church, don't worship, don't lift their hands, don't clap. He don't want you to show any type of emotion or any type of affection towards the kingdom. He wants to steal your affections for boys and girls. He wants to steal your affections for stuff and things. He uses three things. The lust of the flesh lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Those are the only three things that Satan has to take you out. He wants to kill, steal, and to destroy you. But I got news for you. You're a vessel. You're a chosen generation. God's got a plan and a purpose for your life. Boy, girl, it doesn't matter who you are, how old or how young. You got a, a purpose for God's kingdom, and we're going to take back what the devil stole. Satan, you can't have this generation, because mamas and daddies, there is an anointing. There's an oil. There's a fresh flow of God's power that's going to stand up and say, Not on my watch. Not in my home, not in my school. Come on, give him glory. The oil's going to protect our family. Woo! Hallelujah. I feel that thing. All right, sit down. I'm getting a little too Pentecostal for y'all. <laughs> I thought I came to a non-denominational church. You did. It's all right. It's still in me. I got the jig. <laughs> Amen. You're safe. It's all right. Nobody's going to, we ain't going to bring the snakes out today. (laughs) Amen. The anointing. We got to be demonstrative about this thing because Satan is after this next generation. But I want you to understand, what she had was enough to provide protection for her future. See? Her past was bad. Her, Her husband died do you see that? Her past was bad. Your past may be bad. But get this picture. And now in her present, she's got creditors knocking on her door. She's prayed. She's still got predators, uh, creditors coming. Satan's coming. Coming to kill, steal, and destroy. Her present, it's rough. It's hard. It's a struggle. And now, to make matters worse, the enemy... Wants to steal her future, because the children, the sons, were her future. That's who was going to provide for her. That's who was going to help her. That's who was going to put food on the table. Those two children, those sons. I'm here to tell you, Satan wants to take. He wants to destroy you, so you'll hold on to your past. He wants to make a mess right here in your future, your, in your present, so you can't be caught up in where God wants to take you and and steal your future and what God wants to do in your life, but. You can overcome any and all things if you'll use what you have. She used what she had. Number three, got to hurry. Don't count out what God is counting on. Don't count out what God is counting on. She said, I ain't got much. I ain't got nothing but. I got a little. And all I'm telling you is if you'll just use the little that you've got, God will put his much on it, and it will multiply, it will increase, and you'll see supernatural things in your life. What's nothing? What you see is little, but watch, God sees enough. All you have to do is trust him with the little that you've got. There was a story in the book of 1 Kings chapter 18, the prophet Elijah. There had been no rain for seven years. It was a famine, and he had this servant, and God told him it's about to rain. It's about the flood. You better prepare. You better get ready. He tells his servant to go out on the mountaintop and see, do you see anything that's different? The servant comes back and tells Elijah in the house, he says, nope, I didn't see nothing. Seven times. Do you see anything? He went out. He doesn't see nothing. I don't see nothing. I don't see no clouds. How's it going to rain? Comes back. Don't see nothing, prophet. Go again. Sends him seven. On the seventh time, the servant says, well, I don't really see much, but I do see a cloud about the size of a man's hand. (laughs) It's not much, but how many knows in the hands of God it can do supernatural things. Just keep pressing, keep praying, keep believing. My sons, my daughters, they're lost. They're not living for the kingdom. Keep praying, keep believing, keep trusting. It's not much. Don't count out what God is counting on. And number four. The more you pour, the more the oil will flow. The more you pour, the more the oil will flow. It's interesting that when we are looking for God to do something supernatural in our lives, He will always require us to trust Him more and more and more. Notice she had to get involved in her miracle. She had to do her part can't tell you you don't have to do nothing after you give your heart to Jesus. If you give your heart to the Lord, maybe you've, you're saved in here and you're filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Or maybe you've never even known about this Jesus we've been talking and singing and preaching about. I can't tell you because you give your heart to Jesus, you're never going to have problems or struggles or pro- situations or issues. I can't tell you when you give your heart to Jesus that you don't have to do anything else. Because faith without works is... Yeah, so so there's a part that we gotta get involved with, right? We gotta do our part. We gotta resist the devil and he'll flee. We have to speak God's word, declaring victories over our families. We, like her, have to pour our vessel, our oil, what we have. It might not be much, but we have to pour. Come here, Ava. Come here, Emily. Come here, Brooke. Move quick. Come on. I'm not going. I'm not trying to embarrass you. Come here, Haley. Uh, I, I don't know everybody. Give me, give me a. Uh, come here, you two young. There you go. Come here, you, yeah, hey, Emma. Give me them two men, them two boys right there. Come here. Honey, I I need you to sit down just for a second because you're my daughter. I I got too many. (laughs) You're still a vessel, baby. I love you. (laughs) This is just a picture. I told you I'm very visual, and we're working on this. Uh, Izzy, I only got, well, you stay right there. I'll utilize you. That's fine. Here. Look here. He said, I want you to pour what you have. That's fine. Hold that. And she takes the little bit of oil that she has. She shuts the door, takes her two sons with her, and she pours in. Now, y'all are the sons, okay? Bring me a vessel. You come. Come on. Come out here. And she pours the oil. Now go to the end of the line. Bring me another one. This is what happens in our lives. You're the clay. He's the potter. And he's saying, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. And he says, just let me pour into you. Let me break you. Let me mold you. Let me prepare you. Let me use what I've given you for my glory. And as we pour out, he pours back in. As we pour out, he pours back in. This is what it looks like. And as she was pouring out what she had, his power His authority, the power of multiplication was taking place. Oil kept flowing; it never ran out. She just had a little. She borrowed vessels. She got in more debt. How many know she was already in debt? He said, "Go borrow more, get in more debt." How many knows that's faith? I'm not telling you go put your stuff on credit cards at all. I didn't say that you got to have faith. He said, have more faith. So she borrows more empty vessels, brings them to her house. She goes behind closed doors. She starts pouring. She starts activating God's word. She starts declaring victory in her life. Watch what happens. Now, this is what she did. This is what you got to do. Now, one at a time. You stand right here, baby. Now, come in. Pour back in. This is what we do as sons and daughters. We get filled here at church. Go back to the end of the line. And we get filled. We go out. We start pouring back in to family, to sons, to daughters, to aunts, to uncles. People who need Jesus. This is what we got to do as a church. Listen, I need you to get this. We we get filled. We we see God do miracles in our lives. But we can't hoard it to ourselves. We got to keep pouring out. So the the more we pour out, the more the oil will continue to flow. And then it's another cycle. Good job. Go to the next slide. Here comes Holy Spirit. Come on, because you're just trusting and believing. And Holy Spirit, as you trust and believe and you keep pouring out, it's just a cycle. Come on, it's just a cycle. We need the anointing to flow in our life, but we've got to be poured out. We've got to let the oil flow. And as we pour it out, God will continue to allow increase in our Lives, Come on, somebody give God praise that the anointing is flowing consistently and effectively. All right, I got it all over you. Pour back in there. Y'all did good. Does that make sense? As sons and daughters, we must be vessels. She said, bring me another vessel. The flow didn't stop, watch, until the vessels ran out. I need you to catch that. The flow of oil continued as long as there were enough vessels to be poured into. Here's the whole point of this message. Look to your left and look to your right. Now look at me. We need more vessels. You're not the only vessel. You come in here. You get what you need. We need vessels. You need to impact vessels in your neighborhood, in your city, in your community. Why? So you can pour into them and the oil will flow. Bring me another vessel. Let's bow our heads today. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the anointing that lifts burdens and destroys yokes. Maybe somebody's standing in this room or watching on TV today and they're wondering, how could I ever give the little that I've got? They're questioning whether or not what God has and what they have for God would ever be accepted. But God, I thank you right now that there is a spirit of acceptance, hope, and peace. I thank you, Lord, that we have all been accepted in the body of Christ by faith. We just have to simply receive it. Maybe you're under the sound of my voice and you don't know Jesus. Maybe this is your first time to come to church. And you say, wow, I didn't know he wanted to use me like that. I didn't know he could take my nothing and cause it to increase. If I just would trust him today you say I want to give Jesus my heart I want to trust him with my vessel my life I really want oil to flow I want the anointing to flow in my life if that's you I wonder if on the count of three you'd lift your hands to me and say I want to be a vessel I want to be saved I want to be used for the kingdom one, two, three now hands, 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 hands hands Seize that hand. We're going to say this prayer together. Scripture says in Romans 10 and 9 if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, two things Jesus died and rose again, you will be saved. Okay? So you have to believe this. You have to confess this. Let's say it together. Say, Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. I believe you died on the cross. I believe you rose again. Thank you for dying for me. I choose to live for you the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer, we believe you just gave your heart to the Lord. Your name has been written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. And you're on your way to heaven. If you did it online or if you did it here, come on, give God praise. You're a brand new creation. Hallelujah. Amen. Stand to your feet all across this sanctuary. A prayer team's coming. This is this moment, this atmosphere right now. You don't have to get up and move, go anywhere. I ask that you don't. This is a time where you can be poured out. Thank you for joining me today. I trust and believe that God's Word has strengthened your faith. Why don't you visit me at DarrenFarmer.com and let's do life together on all social media platforms? And as always, your prayers and your financial giving is always welcome. God bless you.